0: o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, it's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live, there's my audience, and my special guest star, Mr. Richard Crabetti-Dance, yeah baby, Woo! <laughs> and welcome to the show, everybody, thank you man,
1: Hey, hey we're, Richard. Back. we're at it
0: again, man. <laughs> yep, we are. This is Richard's third time on the show. Fourth. Fourth time, wow. Yep. And, I, and I still let him come back. Wow. Uh, I just have to kind of <laughs> weasel my way in somehow. Uh, he is in town from beautiful Phoenix. Uh, where, do you technically live in Phoenix or some. Right in? downtown.
1: Okay. Yeah, right. Yep, yeah, it's hot, and I came over here to cool off, and it was 98 in the LA. It, it, LA really? Before. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I have not ventured outside I, today. I didn't want to wear a black shirt in the sun, but I had to wear this, right? Absolutely.
0: Um, so Richard comes on the show. Uh, I like him because he's my generation. <laughs> not quite as old as I am, but uh, you know, we grew up listening to a lot of the same music. And I've always said he's got the best right hand in the business—guitar um, playing right hand. Um, and he does this guy is so greasy as a guitar player i mean he's just got so much pocket that it, it's phenomenal and uh pretty incredible life history as well i think once upon a time he was like uh um weren't you like a, the prince of egypt or something over there in the middle east <laughs> he worked on an yeah, yeah, yeah. oil rig in the yeah, middle yeah. east yeah <laughs> yeah i used
1: to work in the saudi desert for six years and had a few bands and they sent over a lot of big names and we would get to hang out and play with them and open for them that was a long time ago another lifetime
0: ago as they say
1: yeah um, and then i started learning how to cook crawfish yeah, threw a crawfish festival every year for 12 years, like a fundraiser. And where was that at? That was in Phoenix, but the only reason I <laughs> did that. The crawfish
0: capital of the world?
1: <laughs> well, I had the seafood company in Florida that I sold it and moved to Arizona, and everybody said, hey, can you get some crawfish and air freight them out? So we had a little party and one of those things where it grew every year in the backyard, and then we were cooking 3,000 pounds of crawfish for 1,000 people and 10 bands. You know, Wow. That's where the crawdaddy thing came from, not because I'm from playing New Orleans stuff, but it all works. Uh, he is
0: authentic. You know, you see in a lot of listings that they, they're looking for authentic, you know, stuff like with, like, human beings instead of computers. There's Mr. Authenticity sitting right Project. there. Yeah. Uh, So many of the people in our generation were not born with an iPad. You know, I I look at my grandkids who are... yours has
1: got tape all over
0: it. Well, that's to keep it from sliding off the little stand here. You know, I cover all my bases. Oh, speaking of covering bases, I'm so sorry. Last week's show kept blacking out. I have no idea what's going to happen this week. So I called uh, the good people at Ustream uh, and spent uh, about an hour on the phone with them. As it turns out, IBM bought Ustream a little while ago. And basically their attitude when I called was, dude, give us $1,000 a month and you won't have these problems. And so we're looking, uh, it's not the $1,000 a month so much as people just don't love Ustream so much anymore because there are alternatives. But I've always been a fan of Ustream because it gives us what we need, which is simplicity of of operation combined with the chat room, which is so much of what Taxi TV is about. Hello, chat room. Hey, Nick (laughs) Moxon. Uh, so, anyway, um, we've looked at all kinds of stuff, and right now the, the solution of the day is using Wirecast with YouTube, um, and, and the chat on YouTube will only allow you to type in three messages per 30 seconds, which in some cases might be a good thing, but anyway. While you're pondering all that, remember, for those of you who are watching on YouTube in the archives, don't forget to hit the red subscribe button Uh, 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 down there in the corner. Yeah, that corner. (laughs) And don't forget to like us because, damn it, we're likable. Anyway, so Richard and I have this connection and uh, i am mean, frankly the best part of the show is when we go out to dinner after the show and hang out and talk about yeah. stuff but um he had called me or sent me an email and said you know i've been collaborating with a ton of members uh and he had a really uh, auspicious beginning to his taxi membership at the road rally um <laughs> yeah the tell, first one tell him, yeah the story uh, of your first trip to the road yeah, this is the
1: old story that we start the show with every time uh, yeah. i was standing in line next to a guy just met him and he happened to own a library production uh,
0: music library for those of you who aren't members and don't know what that is sorry
1: yeah but he was he wasn't he was in line as a new taxi member it was our first year <laughs> yeah so he wasn't coming as like a, a presenting library owner or anything And uh, we just kind of hit it off and he was trying to build his catalog and he said, send me some music and I sent him, I said, how much? He says, send me everything you got. So I I said, so I got, I got lucky the first year and signed about, I think it was 96 songs. And, um, and then as I told you one year, I said, oh, this is going to be an easy business. And then it was dead for a year, and maybe you get one here or there. So, you know, then you have to do like everybody else and figure it out. So we've talked about that on the other shows, like how to get going, how to get in your lane, how to write for the industry and all that. So It is a specialty, you know, and it's people, uh, it's
0: kind of like people that thumb their nose at country music. And go, oh, country, all you got to do is talk about beer and put a pedal still in there, and maybe your girlfriend and her Daisy Dukes down at the swimming hole <laughs> and they don't realize that country songwriting is tough, man. There's like ten to 20,000 people who have had a charted song living in Nashville at any moment in time, and they're trying to get a cut.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, anything good quality is usually elusive. Uh, you know, you write 30 songs and one of them has the zing, you know, or two. So you just never know. how it just It's just so many unknown factors. That it's like your play.
0: guitar playing. You just picked up a Strat one day and like by the end of the week you were as good as you are, right?
1: Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: I knew that you know, was the answer.
1: I was like everybody else, just screwing around playing the same lick for, you know, 10 years as a teenager just trying to figure it out lick by lick.
0: So, uh, yeah. Seriously? Someday, someday, uh, I am going to just book myself an awesome studio, not that you need one anymore, but just you know, there's actually a studio in Nashville called uh, something like uh, Studio 1979, Mm -hmm. with a bunch of the gear that I actually used in 1979. I just want to get a room and get like half a dozen of my favorite players, you would be one of them, and put everybody in a room, and just hang out for the day and jam, you know. Let
1: something come out. Yeah. The song will write itself. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, So anyway, uh, you know, every year at the Road Rally, which is coming up November 2nd through the 9th this year um, here in Los Angeles, um, every year I secretly have a little theme going on. And uh, this year's theme, as I'm putting together the panels, is there are a lot of people and from our generation that really don't like what's on the radio today, and they're uncomfortable with trying to make the music that's so computer-driven and so beat-driven and so production-oriented. And so much of what I do is going to have an underlying tone of what do you do if you're a strummy 4-4 guitar player? How do you translate like that, that stuff into making records today, because I think a lot of our compatriots have just said, oh, screw it. Uh, Why bother? Although the smarter ones, like Richard, have found a niche and said, well, I do something that most other people don't do, and I do it well.
1: Yeah, we've talked about that, because if you play more in a traditional classical throwback style, they come in out of favor, but they always come back into favor. I mean, there's always a need for Southern soul or Texas blues, it just never goes away, you know, even it just depends on the show or whatever. They need some of that stuff.
0: You know? Even Mr. Robot, sooner or later, is going to have somebody walk into a bar and there's going to be some greasy blues guitar going on in the yeah. jukebox on the other side of the room, and it could be him.
1: Well, and guys like John Mayer have huge careers, and he's a blues guitarist, basically. That's what he's kind of evolved to. And so, yeah, there's people out there doing it, you know, so. Uh,
0: John Mayer's not bad. <laughs> oh, he's he's really good. He's
1: listened to a lot of the right cats. He's very slick, but he's got the the uh, the punch and bounce in it. That's what we call it down south. And uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot of good players like that. But probably my favorite band, I just put it up on my Facebook page, uh, the Tedeschi Trucks Band. Have uh, you heard of those guys? Yes. As recently as, the, the as Sunday. With the singers and the horns, but they do it right you yeah. know sorry that sounds a little elitist but you can tell they've listened to the right people and they grew up in, with hearing the right stuff and that's the best band in the land right now in I, my opinion
0: if you listen to that and uh, i literally was listening to it yesterday morning about 11:30 a.m in bed with my laptop
1: yeah they got a bunch of new stuff on youtube pretty recent concerts yeah and, and it's all mixed correctly And you're know, like yeah, there's nobody doing that. They're the only ones doing it, and
0: doing it really, yeah. really, really well. So, okay. Yep. Once again, you and I are. Yeah, we go. The, you know Vulcan mind meld on that. So tell everybody uh, we're going to play a bunch of music today, and and probably the most singular point of this episode is that Richard, uh, even though he's a baby boomer and plays. You know, non computer driven music and and records the vast majority, if not all of his stuff, in a very uh, archaic way. Mm -hmm. It sounds really, really good. And he collaborates. And he's collaborated with a lot of taxi
1: members. Um, Well, yeah, I don't have all their names in one place, but yeah, we're going to do about eight or ten people's stuff today. So,
0: So, yeah, and I'm really curious um, how you do the collaborations, considering that your stuff isn't so computer-driven, and I want to know, but you know what, let's play some stuff, and I, I yeah. actually do have some questions written out, but let's okay. start with some music. So, Well, that's tell a us nice segue, start.
1: because I was going to kind of do it in order, like the first person that contacted me and said, hey, you know, i met you at the rally, I've heard some of your stuff, why don't, why don't we do something, and that was Andy Gabrish, yeah. it was a few years ago, and he's a great jazz guitar player, he plays a lot of instruments. Great ear, great engineer. He's really good. And so he sent me a drum loop, and I just wrote a guitar arrangement melody and some stuff, and we just started adding parts. He started adding parts to it, so he was producing this one. Uh, and, <laughs> and we, how did we you... wanted to do more, but he's like, have you cracked open Cubase yet? Because I was still working on my old Tascam. <laughs> tell, him, I I you, said, tell him about
0: your Tascam.
1: I work on a uh, uh, an old beat-up Tascam Porta Studio, 24-track digital thing. You
0: on know. what tape format?
1: It's, it's digital. There's no tape. But, oh, but
0: uh, I mean, what... How do oh, you, it's it's uh, got built-in
1: faders. It's a box, right? Yeah, it's a physical box. Okay. Yeah, with it's kind of an all-in-one thing. They were designed to record your band live a long time ago, you know. And they eventually got up to 24 tracks. And I figured if you can't write a song with 24 tracks, something's wrong. You don't, I you don't need any more.
0: I agree with you, but friends of mine who were like big deal people, like Rob Shorelli, I mean, you know, nothing to be over a hundred tracks. Oh so, well, yeah,
1: they're layering a lot of stuff, but when you're songwriting and it's going to be a band sound or a few acoustic guitars, you don't really need uh, more than twenty-four. You know, I don't think. I, I would think the Tedeschi Trucks
0: probably does it with 24 tracks you probably know. recorded I, all live yeah i you know. can't see a band like that you know having like one hi-hat note on this track another hi-hat note yeah. on that track but yeah, i think yeah. people do that anyway uh, I'm just showing so you
1: want to just play one from andy yeah no, yeah. but so you're on here with andy yeah i i wrote the melody if i remember right it's been so many years ago now uh, he sent me a, just a drum loop and, oh, but
0: are you playing on it at I'm, all? I'm
1: playing guitar I'm playing two or three guitars he's playing two guitars we're both playing a little hammond I think he did the bass so how did you uh, this is one of the
0: points I want to make with the show, that even though you're an old dude mm-hmm. how, and, and with this archaic old Tascam digital thing, how did you record your parts? Get he, them he, would,
1: he would send, well, I can I can record and create WAV files and, and email them to people or Dropbox them to people. I can do all that. I just can't, I can't move stuff around. Right. It's not very adept at doing that, the old machine. So if we get into something where it's going to be really good production, uh, other person gets involved in that, and Andy he took my parts and wove them in.
0: So you don't have to take out like a, an old stone chisel or anything. And
1: no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Play some music. Well, let's, let's see what we got. To see if this little dude works. Yeah. We call this one Super Spy, and all this stuff we're playing today is signed. Please work. Oh no. It'll work. Yeah, it is. It's actually working. He did the horns too. He's a great producer. Do a
0: little level adjusting,
1: turn it up. You're gonna hear him come in with a hollow-body jazz guitar. He's playing that stuff. Level set
0: on this thing where it would normally be. Uh huh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. I keep forgetting I'm the one that has to stop it. I didn't have to play with <laughs> I hit thing. the boo
0: button. I'm going to Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. That's funny. Uh, I mean, the human field just walks right off of the... Yeah. You know, I mean, it just sounds great. Um, So Andy's in the chat room. I see that. Nice timing, Andy. Yeah. What a coincidence. Uh, We didn't ask him to be in there. It's a jazz
1: bass. How do you get the EQ nice and round on the bottom like that without sounding... Have to tell us sometime.
0: Yeah, there's a little delay going on, as as always, in the chat room. And I've got to say, interesting that he points out that that was a jazz bass because... um, Back in the day, I've got to say, my favorite bass of all to record was a jazz bass as opposed mm-hmm. to a P bass. I could never get a sound I loved out of a P bass. Mm-hmm. I loved the jazz bass. And one day, I don't know if you guys know this, but Jaco Pastorius used to play bass on songs for me for $50 a pop when he was unknown. Wow. Yeah, and we remained friends up until his sad demise. But uh, uh, and, and some of the best tones I ever got with him were on a jazz bass. Wow, yeah. Stuff sounds nice good. And even, too. Um. Let's see, how did that sound on the NS-10s? Um, sounded, it had a ton of bottom on it. It
1: actually sounded like it had a subwoofer on there. Um, yeah, it, it works, whatever you're doing. Can you send me that EQ curve, please? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's what I did with Andy, you know. Let's see if we need to answer anything. Thank you. Um, we're getting plus and, ones, which the audience means thumbs up. Thank you, and, and so... I'm, I'm kind of joking, but I'm, I'm Andy's like, did you ever crack open Cubase? I never did, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I was easy enough to work with, but I'd love to do more with Andy. That wasn't a pitch, but it's just... Cubase,
0: don't you put that in the pipe and hit it with little torch...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I Oh, yeah. no, that's free. <laughs> yeah, I just picked up one of those at the clinic the other day. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, moving uh, right along, uh, uh, the next, can we just keep rolling?
0: Well, yeah, but um, I'm still waiting to see if Andy's going to talk about the uh, pull-tech pull EQ. EQ. So, um, the,
1: there's all these great presets probably you can just pull one in and shape it a little bit. But
0: what about the drums? What do you
1: use on the drums? Because
0: uh, he, he had like a
1: one of those wicked drummer programs that was a loop that wasn't yeah, written
0: that's what I'm saying is but the it had dynamic
1: to it felt very human Yeah, because they created the loops that way the snare will be louder about every third or fourth measure you know just a to... but we just wrote it when you, when you do that you have to write the music to the drum loops and get the bass to line up with what the kick's already doing if you're just gonna do that so. were you playing a strat or, uh, or what on that? Uh, I don't remember. That sounds like a Strat, the overdriven guitar, and there was a little kind of Nile Rodgers thing going off in the distance. That was probably a telly.
0: great guitar players. He
1: knows how to play rhythm for yes, sure. Yes, he does. I love
0: Nile Rodgers. Um, Andy had the same thought. Uh, I think the drums were... Sorry, for those of you watching the thing later, we are in fact reading the chat as it's flying by. Uh, and the drums were brrr, theres your drum roll. Yeah
1: It was uh, I think the drums were come uh, on it was a company that the first word was a superlative you know like awesome drums or wicked drums or something like that. I forget the name of the company. I don't know because he did them not me. All right. anyway, all right, what's up next? Well, the next guy I kind of hooked up with uh, Michael Jones in Nashville but he's like a real edgy, industrial EDM kind of guy, or at least that's what we did together. And, Very uh, out of character for you.
0: You're pushing the yeah, envelope. Yeah, so the whole idea is,
1: you know, you can make a, a Johnny Guitar Watson lick fit in on any kind of genre, I think. I just. So what I do is just listen to what the person creates and try to go, go with that. Just listen, just like we talked about in one of the other shows. So you're not you popping the, the attitude
0: players. that, oh, I can't relate to that music, therefore it sucks. You actually listened and found a way to work with it.
1: Yeah, and he's, he's it sounds so good. I like all kinds of music. It just sounds so good, it was easy to come up with something. And But what I do is, you know, he's he's the guy with the 100 tracks, because he's right. doing all kinds of, of intense EDM stuff and, like, drill beds, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so I just send him... I think on that one I sent him about four or five or six guitar parts that all interlock if you want to use all of them somewhere or use whatever you want. And he just acts like a Benny Haha ha chef or whatever you call those guys. <laughs> Benny what were those Benny Hana. <laughs> and he just kinda carves all my stuff up and does his thing with it. Of course he does. Okay. So he plenty get of ready to turn the volume down. He mixes hot. <laughs> okay. Here here, here comes uh, Alpha Ride. Please play Alpha Ride. Yeah, that's a guitar believe Those are all guitars. I don't see that. Oh yeah. When's the book coming out on Amazon? Yes, he is a Nashville guy. Don't think about Nashville guys writing this kind of stuff. Nashville attracts all kinds it's of people. Yep. And then hit fast forward, cool it'll go to the next track? Yes, it will. And hold there? Yep. Or was it going to play? No, I think it'll hold there. Okay. So thanks, Michael The miracle Michael of Gunn. technology. <laughs> Isn't that just impressive? Is that a Radio Shack? No, or it's RCA. Say, I love it. Yeah. So that just shows you how, you know, guys that are real talented with uh, whatever they work software they work with, especially in EDM stuff, they, they can just do anything to it. And, uh, but Michael, the thing I like about Michael Jones is his stuff sounds aggressive, but it's got a playfulness to it. It's got a sense mm-hmm. of humor in it.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound dark. It, it, you're right. right. It, it He's sounds, very
1: playful. Yeah, with with aggressive industrial sounds, so it works. Interesting observation. Um, and so uh, we did uh, probably three or four, and got them all in somewhere. And I play all my tracks twice for him, you know, physically play them so he gets the natural stereo, he can do whatever he wants. Nice. Yeah, so always double everything. Yeah, um, I mean,
0: I could hear that track absolutely getting used in, uh, you know, it was a, a, a funny crime show, you know,
1: I mean, mm-hmm. like a couple of... Uh, a comedic scene and they're yeah. screwing up a crime, they're, yeah. trying to, right. they're trying to rob a bank and everything goes haywire. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Perfect, I uh, like that.
0: By the way, have you guys, anybody seen the movie Baby Driver? I have not. I, I didn't even know it existed. And one night my wife and I were like, uh, let's go see a movie. And we ended up seeing Baby Driver. And it was way better than I thought. And the music in that movie was worth I mean, you could just sit there and just listen to music. So if it's still playing in a theater near you, go see Baby
1: Driver. Or get it on Netflix when it there you squirts go. out later. Yep. It's hard to get off the couch these days. Go to a theater.
0: <laughs> oh, we do it just to get out yeah, of the that's, house. Yeah, that's you know? you're right. Yeah, it's like date night, right. I get to hold the door open for my wife once a week and oh. treat her like a lady.
1: Everywhere is? else we no, she's, she's not. not
0: even here. No, but she could be watching the show. Everywhere <laughs> else we go, I walk through the door first.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna stay off of that. So it's Ben <laughs> Benny Hasha. I didn't Benny notice. Hanna. Hanna. Yeah, okay. Benny Hanna. You know. T-
0: Okay. Uh, and somebody pointed out Steve Aoki's dad actually is the guy who started Benihana. No kidding. Yeah, Steve Aoki. Uh, rumor has had it uh, that uh, he comes from a little bit of money and uh, built a career on his own. So apparently, the entrepreneurial gene runs strong in that family.
1: Got to, got to get out and do it. Yeah. Um, okay, we'll just move on. I'm trying to gauge how much time we're using up, so I don't we play too much play on We could just hit play and I could like yeah. go outside. Yeah. Uh, Let's move on to my buddy, Cass McKenty, who I met probably at the first rally, you know, outside having a smoke in the parking lot. And And Cass lives here in L.A. He did his whole life. He told me he used to play basketball with the Van Halens, like, in high school. Really? Yeah, but he's like a Hollywood set carpenter and, you know, worked in that whole... But he just... Moved from his uh, place of many years down in Fairfax yeah. and moved up in the Sierra foothills and bought a home on some land and made the big move. You know, he's like getting set up.
0: His studio, I've seen pictures of his studio. I mean, the yeah, woodworking in that studio in his old place was amazing. So I can't uh-huh. imagine what the new one's going to be like.
1: Yeah. And uh, he's a guy that um, we kind of, I forget who reached out to who, but we said, let's do some. And you know, he says, I'm, I'm learning how to use this thing called mashup on Cubase.
2: There's <laughs> that Cubase
1: again. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I can send you some guitar tracks. And so uh, he, I, this is, again, where he's sending me an idea, and then I just put parts to it, and then we go back and forth, ping it back and forth. Uh, I got a few of his, but I'm trying to. And we actually, uh, a library, a taxi-friendly library publisher, whatever you call them, was working on a show, and they said, can you listen to this style? And we tried to do it, we were too old. It's, <laughs> it sounded cool, and we got all assigned somewhere else later, but it wasn't quite, I don't have the sensibility for what's hip in a two thousand <laughs> But at least you,
0: you admit it. I mean, a lot of people are in denial about that. Um, you know, we have people, it's tough, you have to, you know, it's different chord um, progressions, it's different yeah. melodic approaches, different rhythmic approaches, different... Um, Phrasing of the lyrics, and a lot of people are yeah. just like, "No, my stuff is cool." I I was signed to a label in 1984, but
1: yeah. yeah anyway, I don't yeah, know. yeah, you're right. So uh, I've learned how to let all that go now and just uh, write what I love, and it works. So, um, well, we'll just play this like a What's little. It sh- this one's called Mac Daddy because his name is Cass McKenty and I got a daddy in my nickname. So, why not call it Mac Daddy? It makes perfect sense. Okay, here goes the play button. I'm the DJ today.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: There's one part, there's two, there's three, four, there's like five guitars in there. But it doesn't sound all guitared out. Yeah. Because everything has its own spot. Yeah. Never leave that phrase. It's just like a little sixty-second piece or something. Gives you the idea. You got the boot machine ready. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. What's up next? Uh, we'll do another one that I did with Cast. This is kind of more chill stuff. Man, is it going to tell me which one I'm on? Yeah, it should be a number over there. It should be like oh, four. Let's go to uh, a different feel altogether. This will segue into the next bunch. Okay, uh, this one's more kind of. It's called Chill Dining. Don't ask me why. And this is obviously all instrumental stuff, and we'll get into songs and lyrics in a little bit. decade would you put this in? I have a hard time. Is it 80s, 90s, kind of dire strains or something? I'm not sure yet. I need to absorb more. Okay. You're very absorbent. It was supposed to sound kind of sweet, like a and like a soaring over a natural landscape, like the coast of Ireland or something. Oh I'm having a hard time picking a decade for this. <laughs> or a genre. 2000. Something. The two, The 2010s.
2: It yeah. definitely has
0: forward movement to it. And I don't mean cool. that from a musical perspective, but shutting your eyes and imagining the your scene you're right. It's a, fly at, over a flyover. Yep. It's a walking down the lane. Uh, it could be like a BMX bike thing in slow-mo coming down Slow the hill. Slow-mo, yeah,
1: slow-mo.
0: Time, yeah. yeah. Anyway, cool. Okay. So that's also in past McKenzie. Yep. Okay, okay.
1: there you go. <laughs> I want to hear the boo again. <laughs> All right, so um, what did else have to say about Cass? He's a mountain man now. Oh, <laughs> here's something cool about Cass. Here's what impressed me when I came over here and did that road trip. Yeah. One time. I remember that. I started. I came here first and did a show, and that dude lived down in Fairfax or Montrose. He rode up here like during rush hour on his 49 Indian motorcycle. I said, that's impressive. This guy will be a good friend. I was going to invite
0: him <laughs> to go to dinner with us tonight, but considering he lives way out there, he'd never no, make it. he's four hours.
1: Hit. Yeah, he lives Oh, me.
0: four hours away now?
1: Yeah, it's up in the Sierras, on the Sierra foothills somewhere way wow. out. Wow. Oh,
0: so he's like on he the moved. way up he to... He really the, moved. He's probably on the way up to Big Bear.
1: And it kind of, it's kind of deserty foothill-looking, but you see the big snow caps yeah, down in the back. Yeah, that sounds like on the
0: way to Big Bear. Like that? That's.
1: I don't my know my the name hat. of
0: it. Um... I've got to say, I, I'm not one for long car rides, but uh, driving up to Big Bear from L.A., the first hour, not that exciting. Once you get to hour two through four and a half or five, whatever it takes, you have snow-capped mountains on one side of you and desert with Joshua trees on the other side. And, oh, and nice. And the ride is like a postcard. It's like driving yeah. through a postcard. It's amazing. <laughs> so if you ever get a chance
1: to do that. All right, so uh, what's this one? So now we're moving on to uh, Terry Blackwell. Everybody knows Terry, yeah. right? Terry with the blind dog. Yeah, he's got that cute little, what is it? It's kind of a It's not a dachshund. Maybe. Bigger
0: than a chihuahua, smaller maybe it's a,
1: than a... Maybe it's a mixed breed. but um, I would say so. He lives like up in Massachusetts now, but I think he's originally like from North Carolina. He's really good on picking acoustic stuff, kind of Americana stuff, stand-up bass, mandolin. And again, it's this thing where your marriage marry what you do with what they do and it kind of gives it a different flavor. So he's very super organized and by the way if you're going to start collaborating and you're new to this get all your tech stuff kind of learned so when you're sharing files and going back and forth and file types and sizes just get all that learning out of the way so you can focus on the create the creative part. Um, and a lot of people know how to do that. Peter
0: Rahill says not Big Bear, you're right, Mammoth sorry mammoth okay mammoth
1: maybe he'll chime in I, I put it up on the taxi for him and he came back all right um yeah the drive to mammoth is and you drive through a little town with an awesome
0: bakery i can't remember the name of it but anyway mammoth uh on mammoth the way bakery. to mammoth like an hour outside of bishop there's a town called bishop that's got this
1: incredible bakery isn't that where matt hurt goes hiking all the time yes he yeah, does he Matt hurt is
0: pictures. nuts i mean nuts in it, it's like Last time I was hanging out with him, we were doing taxi TV. It's like, don't you worry about a bear ripping. He goes camping by himself, you know, out in the middle of the mountains for like a week or two at a time. It's like, aren't you afraid that a bear is going to eat you in the middle of the night?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, you grew up in the Alps, right? Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if they have a lot of bears in the Alps.
1: Um, Heidi and her grandfather. Oh, okay. So now, so, yeah, Terry's... Uh, Again, he doesn't send me a melody. He sends me strumming patterns, a bass, an acoustic guitar, maybe a couple of acoustic guitars, and then I write a melody and parts, and then uh, we maybe go back and no, then I'll add all the um, I'll add all the fake drums on my Doctor Rhythm drum. This is Doctor Rhythm drum machine. <laughs> really? Yeah. Here we go. Doctor
0: Rhythm about <laughs> to make a debut. Here we go. Uh, oh. oh
1: uh, yep. That button. got to go to the next one. I might have just been banging a tambourine. So that's Terry doing the picking and yep. you're doing the electric I know, the guitar over here. Just a clean telly. One in the same. <laughs> right. Okay. He's playing slide, too. And I'm playing drumsticks on an electrical outlet right there. There's a metal box on the side of the wall. <laughs> that gives you the idea.
0: What's great about it, before you kill it, yeah. you have so many people in the industry want stuff with a human feel. I mean, if you laid these guitar parts on top of a drum loop that was pretty stiff, this would still make it sound really human. Yeah. Amazing what little humanity can do.
1: Yeah. Anyway, awesome. awesome. Oh, is that what we are, human beings? I forgot. I thought we were just cell phones now. No kidding. We'll just let another one roll with Terry because it's just fun, simple stuff. This is all fixed on the task game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay.
2: Sounds great. Yeah.
0: Everything about this sounds great.
1: Layers out of Kellbell for the second A section.
0: cowbell yeah
1: there you go (laughs) awesome okay and then so we did like six or seven and got them in somewhere i said man what if we added like a fiddle too and a friend of mine in phoenix she's like a you know classically trained concert violinist but she also can go out to a country bar and fiddle yeah i called her up and uh we got her signed to the library got like seven more in with wow. her, her playing so she, she says i've never done this before just sign the paper don't worry about it we'll send it in don't worry about it you'll make some money in 20 years so <laughs> and so up and
0: ask her if she wants to come over and fiddle around uh
1: she, yeah she knows all she's heard it all yeah she, <laughs> she's a, a red-headed irish girl and she doesn't take any crap off any man in a studio <laughs> she probably
0: plays uh what's the band with like eight young ladies uh you know
1: what I'm talking oh about. uh yeah but no sure her, her regular bar gig is her a piano player and a singer no no percussion and they do jazz wow. she, she can play anything jazz classical so i said Susanna, come over and do some of this stuff and so uh we're still terry underneath really yeah doing all the finger pick stuff not underneath is this your drums? this is all Tascam and drum boss machine yeah Yeah. it sounds really really good that only cost 200 bucks I'm got, on my third one, I just wear them out (laughs) I'm good on Ebay for 200 bucks Celtic woman. Oh yeah. Check out this look. It's like Buck Owens stuff. So you put the Buck Owens with the violin, that kind of gives it a different flavor. Okay. I'm gonna just jump to another one that she did. Okay. Okay. Look, they're still clapping. Uh, yeah, we haven't ever rehearsed applause with me pushing buttons. It's kind of more Dwight Yoakam, you know. And she's just sawing in the background, but she'll take this section. Next section, when you're writing your instrumentals, just change the next section up a little bit so I just play the same melody and knock them higher. Half time. Now she's going to kick in for her second. Oh, one take or go, hurry up I gotta go <laughs> okay get your blue
0: machine. alright here's the amazing thing you listen to the drum track which was done again with what
1: uh, a boss uh, Dr. Rhythm 88 drum boss something or other yeah. okay Stiff as could be. No
0: no dynamics built in or anything, no, right? No, uh, But it still sounds great because all the guitars have so much human feel wrapped around. So drums. that should
1: be a rule, a law. you got to have at least two humans on every track. There you go. <laughs> so when we did six more with her on violin, I was getting excited. I said, please, before we finish this little mini catalog, can we do one Louisiana Bayou Waltz? Okay. And so i got to play a little bit of this one. I love this stuff. I don't know why I love it so much. <coughs> Imagine like a Cajun couple getting married out in the swamp somewhere. A wedding ceremony. <laughs> Say hello to their cousin. <laughs> yeah, right. sorry. You, you remember her back when you was three? Uh, right. I'm going to get letters, aren't I? Right. And my con- I don't play contemporary country. Well, I can. That, to me, that's southern rock from the 70s. That's what contemporary country is but this old style with a clean one string telly thing that sounds like kind of fresh to me okay there we go. a little bit more I love this one okay oh it's going to end now
0: Look who's up next. All right, take a couple of
1: questions. Okay. I know you
0: want to play a lot of the stuff, and I, and I want you to, but they're asking yeah. questions. Somebody asked earlier, What's your favorite amp? Uh,
1: I use the Fender G Deck, which is actually a modeling amp that Fender put out years ago in the 90s. Uh, Fender G Deck 3. They sampled every old Fender amp. Uh, it's all in there. You don't have to do anything. You can do anything with the amp. They're 150 bucks on eBay. I don't use any pedals or any plug-in software. Anything. Just, uh, and when I performed, I always use either a Super or a Deluxe Reaper Blackface uh, Pushing itself, its own spear cabinet, and a 145 Leslie. It's so heartening
0: to hear that you use all this old crappy gear and the stuff sounds
1: so yeah, good. I had a... I won't mention any names, but um, a a person, a taxi, said, Hey, I'm learning how to play and record guitar. And uh, what should I use, you know, amp wise? You know, which plugin should I use? I said, Well, just pull up an old Fender amp. And uh, he was goofing around with it and sent me something. And somewhere in the chain, I think either in his master bus or something got EQ'd. And I said, Leo Fender designed those guitars and amps to sound good. You don't have to do anything to them. Just plug it in, turn it up, and play. It's going to come through big and round and clean and bright and sparkly. And then when it's in your mix, you might want to scoop out a little something.
0: People have got a thousand bucks on on a compressor and all all this stuff on it. You're right. Stick a 57 up against the grill and let it rip. Yeah,
1: and and capture it that way. Later on, you can tweak it a little bit, but you don't have to do anything to it. Everybody squeezes guitar signals down into uh, like 1,500 to 3,000 and it sounds terrible. Now for certain kinds of music, but for any of this root stuff where you're trying to get an authentic amp sound, you know, that's what I do. All right. Uh, I saw another question. I want to grab. Uh, let's see. What happened to... About oh, the guitar's yeah. effects. Yeah, you
0: covered that already pretty much. Yeah. All right. Okay, so let's go on to the next song. Uh,
1: All right, so now, uh, you know, Robbie Hancock, he's like a singer songwriter, I think mostly. That's how I met him. And he emailed me and Owen Keim, Chime. 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 Yeah. <laughs> And there was like some taxi listing for a $30,000 commercial or something, kind of an urban thing, but I was supposed to have a little Barry White throwback in it, so okay. for some reason somebody thought of me. And uh, Because
0: your voice sounds so oh, much like Barry White. Well, it was still <laughs> we're still on instrumentals,
1: yeah, I could do that, but, uh, and so we, um, I forget who started it, I don't know who did what first, but this is what came out. Okay. And it, we didn't make 30000 bucks. we didn't even get forwarded. <laughs> Uh, hold on, 12, is it on 12? It is. But no one's hip-hop, so it had to have that hip-hop thing.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound like a commercial.
1: No, uh, we don't know. I just assumed it was a commercial that's 30 grand. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. All those ad agencies in New York that get those big budgets. Damn. Here comes the Love Unlimited Orchestra. It sounds just like it, right? It's this. very white Wawa guitar. Yeah. now it's going to hippity hop a little bit he's doing weird stuff to my guitar we can fade that
0: one let it go for a minute alright this is my favorite part
1: we did get the track yeah we did (laughs) they don't know what you're asking Alright. Yeah, we got it we gotta sign later. The two libraries. Yeah. Oh,
0: now stop it. Yep. <laughs> there's Owen. Hey Owen. How are you, buddy?
1: <laughs> nice job, Owen. Yeah, so so there's a little uh, thing to remember when you're writing for a listing and it doesn't get uh, forwarded you can get it somewhere. Yeah, it doesn't mean it's yeah. the end of the road. It just right. means the end of the road for that. That side. little dude.
0: Uh, yeah, that sounded very much like it uh, could have been from the movie. Like if they did an up, updated version of Shaft, that would be in the soundtrack.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, because kind of a soundtrack song.
0: Yeah, it's got yeah. the hip-hop thing, but it's got the Barry White thing. It's Somebody's walking thing. down
1: the boulevard, or 76 Eldorado's cruising down a boulevard. Which
0: you would probably own.
1: I got yeah. a couple of them. used yeah. to. He loves old cars. I like to put this music in my old car and go cruising down Central Avenue in Phoenix. Okay, so um, uh, that was all instrumental stuff. And now we're going to move on to people I've collaborated with who are are just great songwriters. And the first one up is Michelle Leverett. She said, I'm going to be at a baseball game, but I'll listen later. And, uh, uh, you met her at a road rally, didn't you, or somewhere? I met Jackson. her on the last day of uh, like two rallies ago, like the last Monday where everybody's kind of hanging out in the lobby. Mm-hmm. And we just started talking, and it turns out that when I lived in Saudi Arabia working in the oil industry, she was a parent of an Aram Saudi Aramco engineer and was growing up there, and we lived in the same compound. Isn't that weird? I'm like 20 years older than she is. And you lived there at the same time. We were there at the same month. Wow. Yeah, isn't that weird? That is weird. And so there was obviously something that needed to happen there. And uh, you and, know, and see, this
0: is the magic of taxi. Is yes. Even though. Sprinkle, sprinkle,
1: sprinkle. Yeah,
0: I mean, we bring everybody together. <laughs>
1: you do. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I mean, what are the odds that you guys would live in the same Complex or whatever yeah, in and Saudi
1: Arabia, in an odd little Ramco town too. Yeah, this, these aren't like famous places. These are out in the <laughs> desert, so not very in Dubai. No, okay, no, no high rises. <laughs> um, and so, and she's from kind of the Dallas. I don't know where she's from originally, but she lives like in Dallas, and she's kind of got that Texas drawl. And I'm on the Gulf Coast, and I got that. And I said, well, we should do something. And what she does is she just gets an idea and just sings it a cappella lyric and melody and I think she might have a click track in her head uh, in her headphones because it's pretty much in time and I just write all the music underneath her voice and then we go back and replace wow. her voice all so, right. so it starts with that. Uh, number 13. I'm thirteen. Guessing. You sure you don't want to be in control of this thing? No. Nope. Okay. And this is uh, one with Michelle. Is it on pause? Oh. Well. Is it freaking out? It's making that dishwasher sound. Now I hit pause. No, now this is a live drummer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that's, yeah. really, that's great for a drummer. Yeah. I wish I could made the volume. You know okay. what? Fade the volume. Uh-oh. Okay, we'll... Uh, yeah, that's
0: what I like call the taxi TV thing right there.
1: Chick's got a click track in her head. <laughs> yes, she does, apparently. It was on pause. Okay. Everybody's suddenly Ronnie Dangerfield on this show. Um, yeah, so I can play. I like to play a couple more snippets from her because uh, just how easily it comes out. Jackson, be patient because
0: soon enough we will be switching to another format uh, that won't have stream
1: ads. Mm. We're working on it. I thought you could sign up to eliminate the ads. Yeah, you
0: can actually, uh, but <clears throat> no reason to now. Okay.
1: Uh, here's another one with Michelle. Okay.
0: Your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook later when people wanting you to play their stuff.
1: Yeah, I'll do a work for hire. I got a taxi discount. Down, down, down. <laughs> Again, all oh, oh, her was a voice. I could tell it was a minor blues. Uh, and when it got done, I hadn't planned on it, but I remember that song, Black Velvet from the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of in that vein.
2: It's got a nice, rich voice.
1: This one's got a guitar solo in it. You want to hear that? Or we can move on to the next
0: one. How many more songs do you got? You got a half hour of your show left. We
1: got more than enough music. Oh, <laughs> that I wasn't worried. So pause, next. Let's move on to the next taxi member. Okay. Who Nick, is? Nick Moxham. I think, ah, I think I saw him chime in. You did. I remember uh, I met but Nick it's at the last eight one. hours ahead, so it's some weird time in the early. It's like 4.30 or 3.30 in the morning. Pedro is here. Vote for Pedro. Cool. Pedro. A All lot right. of miles. That, thank you. That's uh, nice, right. that black, black, velvet. black velvet thing. Um, And so Nick uh, met at a rally, of course. This guy's like a super creative guy. The cool thing about writing with Nick is we both were similar in age. He's probably a little younger than I am. Uh, He kind of grew up in like that northern soul area in England, Mm. so they have a certain type of soul that came out of there when they were listening to all the early American music probably years ago. And, uh, but he's got a great, he's also into like David Bowie is one of his heroes, so He's kind of got that kind of cool English pop edge in how he interprets soul music. And it really works. And we just got one into the hardest library, it's the first time I've ever gotten one in there. We'll talk about that later, but uh, it's, it's it's he's a really good writer. Now when either I'll send him an idea or he'll send me an idea, it might be lyrical. He's really good on the lyrics. Um, and then we kind of ping, we kind of ping back and forth, and really get into some detail. Sometimes this other stuff it just goes quick, and you're done in you know one session. But he and I spend time on this stuff. So here's some with Nick. Uh, and then this one just got into that tough library. No, it didn't. Another one did. Play. Are you, on? Are you on pause? Uh, well, uh, Is it flashing? Yeah, well, I hit it twice. Oh, that's when you put in pause. Brothers. Isley Brothers? Yep. This sounds either that or Bobby Womack. This is very Isley Womack. On he, you know, just one of the lines is, you know, something about your neck. We got some Womack on the neck. You know? This is a classic seductive thing. Okay.
2: Uh, don't, uh, oh.
1: the, the, the chorus is so good. Oh.
0: Library would take that. Because yeah. you could use it so many ways. Somebody wanted to know, you know, I saw a question go by, what makes something appealing to libraries? The ability for the music to make money for the library. They're not signing necessarily the best music or the most brilliant composer. They're signing what they think has the most applications, the most use- the highest usability factor. Mm-hmm. That is highly usable. You can yeah. Use that in all kinds of movies or TV shows, all kinds of scenes, and it, it's just it has a lot of authenticity to it as well.
1: Yeah, and mostly thanks to Nick. That guy's such a great writer, and um, and so yeah, and, and that's that thing we were talking about earlier. You write 30 tracks, and all of a sudden one of them jumps, and you never this know one's which one it's going to be. So that one's I'm, we're proud of that one. Uh, I got a couple more with him. He's he's really good. Uh, let's see. We only got about twenty-five minutes left. Yeah. Um, somebody asked me something. Do I have a CD coming out? I kind of create little. I call them mini catalogs. Eight songs. I'm working on one now. I try to do one of those a year. Two or three collabs. So I try to write about fifty songs a year. You know, at my age, that's about all I'm going to do. But it works. Um, yeah. Let's do another. Another. We had a name for our little thing like down and dirty or eye to eye or something. <laughs> or something. This is a song about two people laying in bed on a Saturday morning, the rain's coming down the window, you're too lazy a lazy Saturday. Still kinda half naked from the night before. That's how you and Nick wrote this? Yeah, <laughs> but I had a girl come in and sing the other part. <laughs> Wait until you hear her, her on the breakdown.
2: What <laughs> could I need to do?
1: Well, she got married later on and now has a family. I said, Can you like breathe hard on the breakdown? She goes, Sure. So it's coming up.
0: Seriously, I, I would listen to this stuff in my car
1: endlessly. Well, you'll take one. I will. Um, and let's do, this is one of my favorite one with Nick coming up here. Play a little bit of that one. This one's called, oh, he came over to, he flew over to Phoenix before the last road rally and we kind of hung out for a few nights and just kind of drank and, and uh, came up with ideas. And we were talking about the old blues. That, you know, I said Muddy used to say, you know, it's hard to play simple. Kind of the stuff we're talking Man. about. And uh, I said we could use that as a hook for something. And it turned into some lyrics that he wrote about playing the game with a girl, the dance, you know, between the men. It's hard to play that simple. So that's what this is about. Okay. But the way he phrases and sings stuff is really good. Triplets doing a little, Deion's doing a little triplets work, behind it. Who's playing what? He played the keyboard.
2: It, to he did the
1: drum.
0: Oh, yeah. Nice. I can do all simple, that
1: stuff pretty easy. That's you how know, no he drags the measure on the Just vocals. He understands all that stuff. just can't
2: talk to me, such
1: a crime. Good job, Nick. All
2: we ever think about is fighting. Then maybe we should make the time. it's
1: hard to It's kind of a blue. Thank you. Yeah, proud of that stuff. Nick,
0: I didn't, I, I just met him, I think, for the first time at last year's Road Rally. And he's a. He's always had the little Rasta hair. Yeah, yeah. and he's a, a skinny guy. I mean, yep. you. he yep. doesn't look like this sounds. I mean, not that he's singing the big bass <laughs> notes or anything, but, you know, you would never guess that that voice comes out of that physical
1: Yeah. yeah. package. It, yeah, it surprised me, too, when I first heard him sing. Yeah. Really, really good. One time he put something up on, or somebody found something of him and went up on Facebook somewhere, and uh, he was like singing with Chardet uh, like back in the 80s on some wow. live show. So he's been around the block a few times, you know. Um, Let's see. Let me see if we need to ask any answer anything. The love for Prince. Oh, right all right um you guys are frozen oh okay
0: (laughs) not for everybody got a low frozen factor today uh oh mw keeps saying how do you get these things signed how do you get these things signed in a collaboration i mean they both signed the paper It's one person is already in with a particular publisher. It usually works that way. And the other person collaborates and they both sign the paper and it goes back the other direction.
1: And then now you're in their library. And yeah. And I might take some more of your stuff. That's how it works.
0: <coughs> it, it, you know, but I've got to interject something quickly and then sure, I'm to yeah. move on because got a lot more music
1: to play. People Not think. Really. Oh, not really, we're getting there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Probably oh. play three or four of them. All right, so yeah. uh, people come to the road rally, they think,
0: Oh, I'm just gonna hang out at the bar and I'm gonna have a few drinks and hand out my CD or thumb drives and meet some people. And that by doing that, I can piggyback my way into these publishers. But the more experienced taxi members don't really fall for that, it's more of an organic process where two people come together, they find a connection, um, they end up hanging out, the friendship is built, that's how the collaborations happen. It's not, they see through it, if you're only showing up Mm -hmm. to get discovered by another member that's going to give you the golden
1: coattails, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like people handing you their business cards at the end of a convention and some business <laughs> insurance convention or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, the first what I had to do, I don't know what everybody else does, but you have to kind of first make friends with people, just hang out and talk. What kind of music you do, and then you know maybe after the rally, you might contact or they might contact. What do you think of this? Is that something we could work on together? And so you build your writing relationships with one or two or three taxi members. It just happens organically, like you say, and then, um, or sometimes, and after you get to know each other, and, and you know what your, uh, what your pro- co-product is, you know, it's going to sound different with everybody, because everybody writes different. Has, that's what fascinates me: is the different writing styles, how people go about it.
0: Which is really kind of the what you wanted the show to be about today, which is... Yeah, uh,
1: I didn't say a lot, a lot about that, but I've tried to say, like, you know, like, Michelle sings me a acapella yeah. thing. She just hands it to me, and I can hear the music underneath it, and, um, and we'll you, do four and get them signed.
0: But you're the common thread to all this stuff, and, and you have a, a distinctive style and, and a comfort zone, mm-hmm. and, but yet you'll work with people who are outside of your comfort zone and find a way to bring those elements together to create something that's desirable for publishers.
1: That's true whether I'm producing it or whether they are producing it I kind of hear what that I think that song needs like uh, if I do a work for hire or if I'm just doing a guitar track for somebody collab or a work for hire yeah uh, they'll say you know make it sound like this and then I'll kind of give them, I'll listen to the, this ref they give me and then I'll take that somewhere and a lot of times um, I'll give them more than they wanted. Sometimes I give them less because I'm kind of passively producing at least the guitar part for the track, you know. Uh, and most people trust me now. They just say, man, you play pretty good. Just play whatever you hear and we'll do something with it.
0: Uh, who's the guy that played all the, uh, not all, but a lot of Steely Dan stuff?
1: Uh, uh, you know, like Larry Carlton uh, Yeah, something? Larry
0: Carlton. They, they would just bring in, him in and they would sync up a couple of 24-track machines they'd burn one track of the time timecode, give him 23 tracks, and just say, just play from top to bottom, just play. And they yeah. would do 23 passes, that then pop on another reel, sync it up, do 20, and they would have reels upon reels of Larry Carlton, and they would just go back and take licks and put them together and make magic.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so, I used to be, get a little bit defensive when I first started doing this because I would play something that I thought was great, but then the person who was going to... Edit it the way they needed it in their song, which is their perfect right to do. I'd go like, oh man, they took that out, you know? Yeah, but. And then I just learned. Well, no, they're producing it. Just let them. That's their ear. Just let them do it. Yeah. So, it's you're just a you're just a side man, a session guy. So. Uh, Just a side man. Just give them a lot of options. So all right, they use that one. (laughs) All right. So what's up next? Well, let's see here. This was kind of a one off, but it was fun. I met, uh, started hanging out with Josh Coleman. And you know Josh. I've known Josh forever. He was since like 1994,
0: I think. He was one of the first taxi members I ever met in person.
1: Yeah, and he's got like a whole career in like psychology and been on NBC shows and stuff. He's way smarter than us. He's a very smart guy. And he's got a real cool kind of that um, blues rock indie. That's his sound. Mm -hmm. And I can't do that. But he said, "Let's try one." And uh, I think he sent me some lyrics and a guitar hook. And then I and I took it. And then I couldn't do how he did it. I just did it how I did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And he's like, "Sounds good to me." And then we sent it in and it got in somewhere. But uh, it doesn't. This doesn't really sound like Josh. But he inspired the whole thing and okay. wrote most of the lyrics. Okay. I got to find the track now. Michael, you got me doing too much stuff here. Where is him? Oh, number nineteen. Next. This is more rockin'. Josh on the No, no. Oh. But he has a great voice. Uh, I forget why we didn't use him. Anyway, that's uh, by the way, that's Glenn Campbell's drummer singing that song. Really? Gary Brizzi. He was Glenn's drummer for 25 years, and, uh, still just lives in Phoenix. He's Italian. Every Italian I ever meet has a great voice. Something about Italians—they know how to sing. Okay.
0: That's because they're all genetically bound to Frank Sinatra at some point in, in
1: their DNA strands. Yeah, there's like one king at the top of that heap. Yeah. Okay, so that's the great Josh Coleman writing, uh, and then here's one that you know everybody knows, Scott Free. Absolutely. I haven't seen him chime in yet, he might be lurking. Uh, and this is a song that Michelle Murray, another taxi member, uh, kind of wrote the song and the lyrics and then got Scott to start writing the parts and producing it, and then they reached out to me because they wanted it to sound like a, an Aretha soul tune or something. Okay. And so I got my first call diva to sing it and I played all the Hammond and the guitars and bass.
0: And what do you use for the Hammond?
1: An actual Hammond XK1 Hammond, yeah, it's just a little mini one. Wow! But it sounds they dialed in the right percussion and the whistling you know, reverb wind and the rotors, you know, and the Leslie and everything. It's it's wonderful. You don't even need to use a Leslie. But You're
0: saying so it it, it doesn't it's a, have it's, Leslie? No,
1: no. It's all it's all uh, sampled. Hammond designed all electronics to make it okay. sound like a real Leslie. Okay. Uh, that's number twenty. Twenty comes after nineteen, right? Yeah. This is my friend Donnelly hollering it out, destroying microphones. I remember this. I remember her. I played some stuff, yeah. 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 playing bass on songs like
2: you this. It's kind of more
1: my flavor you know.
0: Lay down a chicken picking part like that pretty much one take top. Goodbye. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's
1: easy. Yeah, that's not hard to do. I don't play anything complicated. Got the idea? Yeah, right. awesome. Uh, where the drums come from in that one? That's Roy Cameron, my drummer in Phoenix. He's uh, a real kid, he's a playing a real kit. And uh, he got lucky, his band did a two tours with Rob Thomas and he got to know their whole band, so they're all like buddies now and they're all moving to Nashville. They're still in their late thirties, forties gonna try to make it, you know. Yeah. So they're going for it. Okay, so now this is one that I just I was just a work for hire and it was Scott Free. He uh, FM Costi, they she writes a lot of lyrics, they do a ton of stuff together. You know, FM
0: yeah, Frances Mayer.
1: Yeah, from New Zealand. She's a Kiwi, and um, she's a lyrical writer. And then they get Bam Tum to sing it, Briand, Yeah, who's got that. He can sing the phone book. You know. <laughs> so, and It's
0: the, amazing. These are all taxi yeah. boomers that all know oh, each other uh. because of the road rally. For anybody watching this, I should have said this ten times at the beginning of the show, which, by the way, don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> and don't forget to like us. Seriously, that stuff matters to YouTube. People are always like why do you guys only have 500 views? I don't know. yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the road rally, it's like a petri dish uh, except instead of germs. it's taxi <laughs> members, you know it yeah. really is amazing the, yeah. the combinations of things that come together there but you got to be there.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like the, the only it's like one one of a kind. I'm sure maybe these things, but where people get that close? Yeah, other friends. conventions
0: suck compared to the rally.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I can't comment because yeah, I don't. I would think this one's rare. And I've been involved in a lot of things, a lot of different businesses over the years, and different groups. And you can tell when a, when a group has got a nice vibe to it. I mean, where else can you meet t- ten or twenty different people? write songs with them and get them all in with publishers yeah in a matter of a few years
0: and, and people sit at home going well i'll go to the rally next year you Yeah, know, and it's like quit coming up with excuses get off your butt join taxi if you're not a member already and if you are a member dear god why are you not coming to the road rally you know well it's going to cost me 400 bucks for airfare and it's going to cost me 133 dollars a night for the hotel room <laughs> Okay, so if you're starting a pizza shop or a barber shop or a web app company, anything, you you would invest some money. So is really $1,000 too much to invest to meet a group of people like this?
1: Yeah, and you're going to burn that much money going out to dinner over a year anyway, so why not just save it up and do this instead? You'll have a year's worth of fun in five days, you know.
0: Yeah, not to mention the benefit that comes out the back end of that. Oh, it's just, God.
1: It's life-changing. Yeah, and people all over the world, like FM lives in New Zealand, Nick's in the UK. There's people who live in the Bahamas. There's people all over the world that, um, you know, you can write with. Yeah, them. and they're all great people. Okay, I don't know if this one is finished, but... Uh, Scott sent me a mix, so I'm going to go ahead and play a little bit of it. I think it's mixed super loud, so uh, careful. Okay. Okay, it's you know. Great guitar, tone. And I didn't do anything to, I'm to it. Sure. you can manage it fine Then you tilt your head
2: And you know that I'll kiss you your mix all Smell divine. Love's much smaller than I thought it would
0: be. Oh It's a million little things. I just love the guitar stunts. Thank you.
1: I had, a, I had a beef taco down there at the cantina for lunch. I'm sorry, you just to sit next to me. Didn't smell it, but I'm glad it's coming out of that end. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. That was really cool. I love to hear Mamtone sing. Uh, and now, once you collaborate, here's the final big uh, deal. Once you collaborate with people, um, your your skills get better. And then you go do some more of your own music, and now you're looking at it through a different lens because before you were just writing by yourself. Then you collab with a half a dozen people, and you gain all this new way to think about how to write.
0: And again, these, all this wonderful music we're hearing was not created by some twenty-year-old with a computer. This is, you know, grown-ups knocking around. Yeah, with real instruments, And, and I, I think I, I don't mean to sound conceited but i think the taxis had a, that kind of influence for all these folks that they all have woken up and gone oh so it's not just like vibing on what i think is cool i can take what i do that's cool and find this application for it and actually get paid to do what i love to do
1: yeah that's right and um and you have to uh learn how your instrument is going to fit in. If you're collabing, whatever parts you're bringing, you have to learn how to listen to what they wrote and make it fit in. Like on guitar, I think I wrote somewhere. It's not about figuring out the rhythm part and figuring out the lead parts. It's about listening to the singer. What kind of a tempo are are their words phrased at? So then if I have to write a hook that intros it up, Mm-hmm. You know, if he's going, da, 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 da. Then you have to write something that isn't exactly that, but that supports the song. It's complimentary, sure. Yeah, so it's it's kind of common knowledge. We're doing basics here, but uh, you but you people, get better at that when you collab with five or ten different people.
0: People overlook it, you know, because sometimes they're under pressure. It's like, I've got to do great and impress this person I'm collaborating with. But mm-hmm. as time goes on, I think people have that realization that you mm-hmm. had, which is... No, it's about fitting in, not being the star.
1: Yeah, that's right. If it's not supporting the song, then it shouldn't be played. And less is more and all that. That's a quotable quote. All right, uh, let's do
0: one One more, more? and then
1: we'll do like five or ten minutes of questions, and we're out of here. Well, I'm going to play one of my greasy ones. So this is me collaborating with myself. Okay. (laughs) We'll go out on that note. All right. lashing, playing. Y'all want to hear some grease. There it is. Back on the drum machine. I've been time. here before,
0: but I can't quit this one, and I can't stay. Do you do it? Uh-huh. I've
1: been stuck in this days for days. It's called Days for Days. All right mark i'd say the same thing right is that the jazz bass uh that's a uh O'Dab. that's a dan electro bass Failing. I don't
0: believe Well, I guess I won't <laughs> What are going to do? I'm going to it Oh, okay Alright, uh, well let's take some questions <coughs> we'll, we'll give you guys like five more minutes uh, that you guys can ask Richard questions But man, i just It just proves that not everything in the world has to be done with the computer and has to be beat-driven radio pop I mean, the vast majority of what we heard today you could hear being used one way or another in a TV show or a movie and it's no wonder that it's all been picked up by publishers because they want it because they can make money with it.
1: Yeah, and uh, I think that's my my taxi mission is to, maybe that's why I came here, was to just keep the real deal alive, not that other people aren't doing it, but it wasn't planned, I didn't know what the hell taxi was, I just showed up, so. <laughs> well I'm glad you did. Uh,
0: all right. Thanks, any questions Bob. from you guys? Uh, thank you, Mark. Um, Roadhouse. Yeah, that could be your alter ego. Well, that's Little the, Richie Roadhouse.
1: That's the, <laughs> that's the name of the new catalog I'm doing. Is called Sea Daddy Roadhouse. There you yeah. go. Because this is all the stuff I used to play like back in the day, and I hadn't done it in a long time. So all my collaborators inspired me to do my thing.
0: So Mark Himley wants to know more about the collaborative process, uh, so much sending back and forth. How do you decide who handles most of production and the final release?
1: Whoever's got the best chops, it's different with everybody. If I know I'm working with somebody that's a really good producer, they're quick in their engineering, they know how to hear the right EQs and everything, let them do it. If you're the guy that loves to do that and you've got a, a singer or somebody that only plays one or two parts, then you produce it, you know, and, and then you back and forth it on the writing. You might, some people start with lyrics, some people start with a melody, some people start with a groove. That's where I usually start when I'm writing my stuff. Go back and
0: read uh, the Passenger Profile section of the Taxi Transmitter, or newsletter. Um, read like the last six or seven or eight months. I know that seems like a lot of reading. It probably is, but you know what? It's life-changing stuff. We've got guys like Andy Gabrish and... Um,
1: oh, the killer producers.
0: It's Just all, all these great guys talking about how they collaborate. And it is. It, it's like different in every case, but kind of the same. And one of the questions that these guys have gotten a lot... Sorry, phones are ringing off the hook today. Um, one of the questions that the guys have asked a lot is how do you know when it's a good collaborator? What happens when somebody reaches out to you and they say, dude, I, you know, I I checked out on Taxi TV, I'd like to collaborate with you. You don't just automatically say, well, sure, yeah, let's do it, right? Because you wanna know
1: yeah, that it's you, gonna be productive. You learn that over time and, and everybody has different levels of skill and communication skills and all that. So it's always just say, well, send me something, let me listen to it. And and they if they do, I, I'll listen to it and if I hear myself, Helping and it sounds like they kind of know what they're doing at mm-hmm. least somewhat in their world. I'll say yeah, let's try it. But what if it's if something they like don't, I can, What if, what if just they're say, really
0: early in their career and their stuff just isn't that good yet.
1: Well, just kind of a polite. Um, I listen to it, but it I don't hear myself supporting, adding any value to this one. You know, for some reason, I, and I can't I can't really hear it or feel anything. And uh-huh. I'm honest about it. I, you know, I don't tell them their music sucks. I just. Well, it doesn't.
0: <laughs> maybe it doesn't. You should. I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, you know, th- it's tough because I can understand people wanting to like, like as Ronald Reagan said, he married up. You know, when he married his wife. Oh yeah. A- a- and people want to do that when they collaborate. It's like you know, there's uh,
1: plenty of options for that because there's a lot of people at different levels, kind of in the middle. Yeah. And I've and I've come up. You know, I had to come up and move up a little bit myself, so people were kind to me. You know, and you I probably your stripes, didn't realize right? it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like anything else in life, you know, Boy Scouts, (laughs) sports, I don't know, it's like everything, you just kind of stumble through and, but you can tell right away, like when you first meet somebody, if you have an instant friendship connection or not, that helps a lot if you kind of, you can kind of, don't have to over explain yourself and the other person gets it and you're both like that, then that stay on that one like a bird dog and write 20 songs because you'll you'll crank them out quick and they'll be good quality
0: and then there's the issue of the responsibility factor what if you find somebody that you're musically in sync with uh and you're trying to hit a deadline let's say that there's a taxi listing Mm -hmm. or a publisher hits you up for something and you need it done by next wednesday um do you kind of go through a mental process where you think okay She'd be a great vocalist on that. She'd be a great vocalist. So you see, now mm-hmm. you've got three ladies who might be great, vo- who would be great vocalists on the track. Mm-hmm. Do you gravitate if they're all equally right and good? Do you gravitate toward the one that you know is the most business like and, and will meet the
1: deadline, or? Yeah, is that, yeah, um, and I, you told me I'm going to sub out the vocal. Yeah, they're not, they're not or, more or, co-writers. I'm just using them. Work right, or, or
0: a co-writer, or any aspect yeah. of collaboration. I, I would think that it's I try important. to keep
1: it. I don't try. I try to go not past two people, three if they're all already pros and they know what they're doing. Three is fine, but, but if you get too many people in there, it just.
0: No, I'm just saying, do you, when you choose to work with anybody in a collaborative situation, whether it's as a co-writer or a vocalist, or a producer, whatever their function is in that project, do you ever think, oh, man, it'd be great for that, but he'll never like make the deadline, or he'll say, yeah, yeah, and get all enthused about it, but then not come up yeah, with just this Just ask stuff? them,
1: can you get this done by then? You know? uh, Yeah. <laughs> and okay. they go, oh, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> and after one time, if they do or they don't, then you know they're a hustler, a grinder. Okay. You, know, just, you can figure out if somebody's a grinder after you do one song with them or not. And that's fine too, because a lot of times if, if I work with people who are just pure artists yeah. and they're not, you know, on task all the time getting things accomplished. I'm just take your time with it, you know. Here, here's the idea. Let's just bang around. I'm working on this stuff, you're working on this stuff and, and then stuff happens that way too. That's interesting. Yeah. I, not had
0: anybody uh, describe that situation. And, and, and no, but that, that's valuable because sometimes. Because they're not
1: a grinder. Yeah, sure. Don't make them grind.
0: Pure art could come out of that that surprises you in six
1: months. Yeah, all of a sudden a gym pops up and you're like, wow, I'm glad we sat on that one for a while. It, it's all about timing, like real estate. Yeah. Um, um, Man, I
0: can't wait someday for us to head into a studio and just go live it up for a long day
1: or a weekend and uh I made an attempt. I'll tell you about that after the thing all
0: right and Nick uh you definitely have to come out for that. I love your vocals mm hmm um all right woo, we're five minutes over one more show and or one one more uh question. And we're out of here uh. No questions. A lot of banter back and forth. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that must
1: mean it's time for. We were ignoring them, so they're ignoring us. Yeah. I appreciate everybody chiming in today. Thank you. I I need her to be friendly, harassed. (laughs) Well, I'm glad that you came out and
0: joined us. And once again, I need to remind everybody to subscribe. And like us, those little buttons right there underneath the. And
1: don't picture. forget how to learn how to come up that Soul Train line. There's That's right. Button.
0: And don't forget the Taxi Road Rally is November second through the fifth in Los Angeles, so join us for that and be part of this whole thing. And uh, Richard, yes sir. For
1: my you. pleasure. Thank you, Michael. It's always, always, always a joy to come over here and do this. It's my pleasure. And
0: uh, now it's time for dinner for the two of us we will see you next week for another exciting episode of taxi tv live bye you guys thanks for watching